Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Greetings and salutations. I want to welcome everyone to another episode of the JW Podcast, known as the Black and Bougie Experience. That's right, you are tuning in to the JW Podcast, known as the Black and Bougie Experience. And it is February, which is home to so many wonderful and amazing things, like it is the beginning. February 1st was the beginning of Black and Bougie New Year. Um, that's right, Black and Bougie New Year. Some people like to call it Black History Month. But you know how we like to flip things here in the uh, the Bougie tribe. Uh, we can't have just one month. So February 1st started 365 days of Black excellence. And so it is also home to something else that's very, very important. It is the month of love. Ah. <laughs> the month of love. That's right. Now, some people like to say, hey, they're celebrating Valentine's Day. We don't really rock with that. Google it. You really, really understand what Valentine's is and you'll, you'll understand what I mean. But we will flip that thing and we will say that it is the month of love. And on this one special day, we just give a little bit more that we've been giving on any other day to celebrate and appreciate the power of love. <laughs> That's right. That's what we're doing. And so this episode, which has to be impactful if it's in such a powerful month, and we're talking about such an impactful day as um, the day of love. Um, what are we going to title episode number 38, by the way? 38 of those things um, that you all have been rocking with me. Um, just sitting here with a little old boy from Collipog, Georgia. Um, you know, jumping on here and talking about some things that's just inside of his head for therapy for himself. But you, the Black and Bougie tribe, as we, which we are now known as, have been here with me. And as always, I appreciate this from the bottom to top and the, the top and the middle of my heart. Um, so what will this episode be titled? Well, so there's two very, very important degrees that I think you need to have in life. No, I'm not talking about your bachelor's and I'm not talking about your master's. If you have those, I'm glad, rock with it. Hope they forgive those student loans. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about two degrees that no amount of money can pay for. One, which we're not going to talk about today, which is the degree of understanding, because everyone needs to have a degree in understanding or you can't flow and go with anything else in your life. But what we're going to focus on today is the second degree, which is very, very important. And a lot of people are chasing this degree. A lot of people are looking for it in the wrong places, um, turning over rocks, um, thinking that they can find it. 
looking for it on IG, looking for it in the mall, looking for it in the grocery store or your places of of worship. Um, But you got to start internally first. And so we are going to talk about a degree in love. That's right. A degree in love. And I'd like to think that I've done a pretty good job and I've had my ups and my downs, my highs and my lows in this area. So I have self-proclaimed and given myself a degree in love. Look, don't think too hard about it. Just roll with me for shits and giggles. I got a degree in love. That's it. Um, But I want to talk to you about this because I do also believe that you need to get a degree in love. So we're going to definitely start in the dictionary because it helps us to clarify things um, when you can see it in the black and white. So what is the word degree? What does the dictionary tell us about the word degree? Well, there's so many different, um, I guess, definitions um, for the for the word degree. But the one that resonated with me was a social or official rank, a social or official rank. There's levels to this meek. Um, and then love. We seem to think that we all understand and know what the word love means. Um, but definitely it has helped to um, give some clarity to it for me. And the one that resonated the most was an intense feeling or deep affection, an intense feeling or deep affection. So imagine if you had a social or official ranking in that intense feeling or deep affection. Man, I'm telling you, um, when you can start to truly, truly embrace love, and yeah, this is going to sound sound very, very warm um, and fuzzy and, and, and all of those words that you could think of when we're talking about a topic like this, but it's necessary. It is necessary. A lot of people are out there chasing this thing. And sometimes you just need to take a pause, hit that speed bump, and you'll sometimes realize that it's actually right there in front of you. And when we're talking about the degree, because there is levels to this, truly, there is levels to this when you get a clear understanding of it. And in order to understand it, you have to find the right algorithm. That's right. And no, I'm not talking about something that you, um, an IT professional would be looking for in is as an algorithm. I'm talking about an algorithm in love. So what is the word algorithm? Cause it sounds pretty cool when you say it sounds like you really, really know what you're talking about, but let's look at the definition in black and white of algorithm. It is a set of instructions for solving a problem or accomplishing a task. It is a set of instructions for solving a problem or accomplishing a task. Well, I think I got it. I think I, I, I actually have three things that will help you to embrace love at the highest level and get your degree. And this is a degree that has no 
loans attached to it. Can you believe that? No loans. You don't have to worry about paying it back. The only thing you have to do is when we give you black and bougie advice is you have to do what you have to pay it for. You have to share it with somebody so they can be just as enlightened in you. And you can do that. I'm not I'm not I'm not greedy. I'm not saying that everybody has to tune into the podcast. But if you could just share this information with someone, I want to tell you the majority of the time. When I am actually getting the topics for my episodes that we can conversate about, um, it's really coming from just connecting and collaborating with people in a very, very organic way. And then the topics and the conversation come about. So what do you have to do? What are these three things that will that will help you? What is the algorithm for love? Well, these are the three things that I want to focus on. There's many, many more. And there's other other professors of love that are out there that would probably share some other things with you. But I'm going to focus on these three. The first is retreat, which is to withdraw to a quiet or secluded, a secluded place to retreat. So what does that actually mean? It sounds great. Sounds like I'm, I'm extremely woke when I'm talking about it. But when you're talking about withdrawing to a quiet or secluded place, we're actually talking about the heart. So I've been in relationships that have failed (laughs) and I've been in relationship now, relationship now that have that has succeeded. Alhamdulillah, mashallah, um, that has succeeded. And that did take time. That took trial and error. Um, and the trial and error was the testing phase. And that testing phase happened with others. Um, and it didn't necessarily work out. Didn't work out for me and it didn't work out for the other people that were, that were involved. But when I was able to retreat into that place and truly, truly embrace all areas of love, that is when I was really, really able to, to be successful in this area. And sometimes, you know, when a lot of people will tell you to go pray, to go and meditate. And when you go and pray or when you meditate, you go into that quiet and that secluded place and you just think, you think on it. You let it, you let it, um, you let it simmer a little bit on the stove. When you're sitting there before it gets to that boiling point, right? You've got your food on the stove and it's sitting there and you've put all your seasonings on the inside of that dish. Um, let's say you're making a, um, a vegan gumbo, right? And you're making that vegan gumbo and you've put in your vegetables. You've put in your, your base, whether it's tomato or some, um, some coconut milk or almond milk or whatever it is that you're going to use and you put it on a low, low heat and you, you put those seasonings in and you let it bake on the inside by letting it just sit there and cook and simmer. And that's what relationships are. You can't dump it all in there, turn it on high heat and say, let's go. You can't go in there and microwave it. Sometimes when you put things in a microwave and you say, Hey, I'm going to do it real, real quick. I'm going to pop it in the microwave. What happens? Boom. Everything splashes all over the microwave. And then you got to clean it all up. You got to clean that microwave up. If you had just waited 
if you had just put in a little bit of time, put it on the stove, turn that gas on and let it cook slow. You would have saw that you had a better result. And then the seasonings would have started to just kind of just bake in, right? Just start to cook. You know, the salt would have started to hit the right level. The pepper would have started to, to hit the right level. Maybe if you needed to sprinkle a little sh sugar in there to balance some things off, it would have started to cook and hit the right level. But you can't do that until you get into that quiet place, retreat in that quiet place, think about the recipe for love, and then put in the right ingredients and let it cook slowly. And then the second thing that you have to do is you then have to restore, which is to repair or to renovate. You know, I also have a business that's, um, that involves construction. And sometimes people have a, you know, something new. They want to, they want to build it anew. And then sometimes they have something that they need to, um, repair or to restore, um, or to, or to renovate. And when you go in and you go and you evaluate the situation, you look, you say, Hey, maybe I need to take this wood beam out and I need to replace it. Hey, maybe I can just, um, repair this one area. Maybe I don't need to put over a brand new piece of, uh, drywall. Maybe I just need to plaster a little bit, repair that hole so that wall can be whole and it can be sturdy and it can be strong. So once you've now went to that secluded place, right? And you've thought on it for a little while, then all of a sudden you come over here to restore and you just want to repair, make some minor tweaks, make some adjustments and get it strong and get that foundation strong. get that foundation where it truly needs to be. Because if that foundation is weak, if that foundation is sh shaky, I remember, you know, there's times we had to go to Ikea in life. Some people never had to do it, but you know, had to go to Ikea and, <clears throat> excuse me, and you go and they've got all of these pieces <laughs> and there's no written instructions to it. There's just images and pieces and thousands of pieces. And you're putting all these pieces together. Sometimes you get a little tired. Well, sometimes I got a little tired. And then you're like, yeah, I don't know if I really need this screw. You know what? I'm tired of looking at the instructions now. I'm just going to look at this picture of the completed project. And I'm going to put it down. And then I start to try to repair and restore it. But by not following the instructions, by not following the guidance, by not truly being intentional about the whole situation and just going fast, um, I now have a, a, a weak foundation. And then I'm looking at it and it's extremely nice. It looks amazing. And then I go to move it. And then those, <laughs> those legs, they start to wobble, wobble. They just wobbling a little bit. And then you put it there. And before you know it, it still looks somewhat pretty, but you can't even move it. <laughs> you can't even move it because you haven't used all the parts because you didn't follow the instructions. <laughs> and then now it's shaky and it's about to break and it's about to fall apart. That's what happens in your life. Sometimes you don't follow the instructions. 
you don't truly look truly look and you're not in tuned with it and your your love life and then all of a sudden it's starting to fall apart because you think you can do it quick fast and in a hurry and you can't do it quick fast and in a hurry you got to take your time with it so if i'm trying to repair if i'm trying to restore i have to take my time with it goes back to what's on that pot what's on the stove i got to cook it slow if i want to get to the right to the right temperature and then get the right product out and then thirdly we have to release to allow to move and act and flow freely release allow to move and act and flow freely you know sometimes we think we've released right we've released the love we've released this thing and all of a sudden it's a little bit it's a little bit tough to move and it's like it's not really moving this should be moving a little bit um more freely but then all of a sudden it's not like it's not moving as freely as it should because i didn't truly release it i didn't i didn't release this thing i didn't truly release the love i thought it was there i thought it was fully baked i thought i had restored it to where it needed to be and then i'm ready to release it and i release it to the world and then it falls flat another example you've now built this 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 airplane and then you get ready to take off and then all of a sudden you see it starting to wobble in the air and then either it crashes and burns or you have to land it because you are about to crash and burn because the release was it wasn't ready it wasn't ready to be it, re- it wasn't ready to take off you wanted it so bad and you wanted to be able to move and and flow and jump in the air but it was not ready yet and sometimes we internally were not ready for it not that that person isn't ready for it sometimes you're not ready for it you want something so bad but you haven't actually done the work with yourself yet so you can then completely take it and all the goodness that comes with it let's take it back to that in, in those um ingredients and what's on the stove again i've put all the seasonings in but you know what i called for brown sugar and then i used white sugar like mm, bougie and i've used and i've used i've used white sugar in it and then all of a sudden i'm realizing that the taste profile is off and i'm like why does this taste that way well because i didn't use the right ingredients so then when i released it and i put it on the table for everyone to enjoy enjoy it's slightly off and i'm sitting here confused because well i just asked it just asked for brown sugar so i'm assuming that you know if i put white sugar in it that it's going to be okay it's not if you truly truly want to find love accept love embrace love you first have to be ready for all of those things and sometimes i wasn't ready and it doesn't mean that the person is a bad person that you're with but maybe they're just not ready for love with you 
Maybe that love is not meant for you. And you have to be able to accept that and release that person back out to the world so they can be who they truly need to be with who they need to be with. And you do the same thing. You know, a lot of people look at the relationship um, that I have with my, my wife and thank God, you know, we, we have been blessed through the ups and downs to be able to be, um, I feel as a, an example um, for love. And it's amazing how people are watching you and you don't know that they're actually, actually watching. And so we had an individual that said to, um, said to me, and then they actually then said it to my wife. They said, you know what? I love the fact that you can be in a room with your husband and you have your own light. And your light doesn't um, put a shadow over his light and vice versa. You can shine on your own. And I was like, wow. One, I was, you know, I felt um, blessed um, that I had a relationship like that. That is an example um, to someone else and that our love could be an example for someone and that the fact that they were looking and they're looking in the distance and they can see what sometimes we don't even see ourselves. So what I thought about when that said that was when she, when she said that was that basically that we had a power match. Like our powers actually matched and we didn't overshadow each other. And so then, of course, me, because I have to go to the dictionary because it helps to clarify things when these words come to me and I'm like, well, what exactly? I know that this is what's coming in my head, but what does power match mean? So I looked up the definition of. And so match is a person or thing that's able to contend with another as an equal in quality or strength. A person or thing that is able to contend with another as an equal in quality or strength. Now, how how many times have we been in a situation or in a relationship and, as they say, unequally yoked? And you know exactly when that happens, that something is going to be slightly off. You know, I love let me let me say something to my to my men that are out there. Because you feel that you're supposed to have a certain status in the relationship doesn't mean that you overpower someone in the relationship. You know, the beautiful thing about power is that power is going to be power, whether it's silent or whether it's out loud. Power does not need a PR department. Power doesn't need someone to tell us that it's power. Well, what exactly is the definition of power? I did write this down, right? Yep, I put the capacity or ability to direct or influence the behavior of others or the course of a bit of events. Move or travel with great speed or force. Now, don't get that move or travel with great speed or force. Don't get that twisted that that has to be something that you just show 
and that it's this just powerful like monster that's out there. No, man, there's something called gentle power. My wife has gentle power. My wife's presence can shut down a room. It literally, she can walk into a room, not say one word, and she is respected for that power that she just possesses within. Because when you know, you know. If you just know you have it, you have it. I don't have to be out there living out loud all the time and then show it. Not when it, not it, not when it pertains to power. Because there is something about silent power that is stronger than the loudest horn. Imagine being able to go into an arena and go into somewhere and then the room is just silent. <laughs> it's happened before. A lot of time, my blackness, I will go into, I will go into a room and people will tell me, man, you're so intimidating. And I'm like a gentle giant. Like I don't speak many words. You know, I'm, I talk a lot on this podcast because that's the business of podcasting. But sometimes I'll walk into a room and I don't say much, but then all of a sudden the room gets a little bit silent. People get a little bit trembly in their words when they're speaking to me. And it's something that they can see that I'm not even thinking about. And it's this power that I've been told that I possess. And my mother, she said, <laughs> she said this to my wife. She told, she said, um, well, more than once, but she, um, the initial time when she said it was, she says, my son needs a woman like you. <laughs> and you know you, you get next and I'm like this is mom I'm like what does she mean she's like because he's a lot to deal with and he needs a woman that's powerful like you to be able to, to have that to simmer down just a little bit and what she was meaning and my mom is my mom was a very very simple woman but sometimes when she says things they have so much uh, message she's a simple woman but sometimes when she says things, they have so much power to them. And what she was saying was, because I am a, a certain status um, or I have a certain um, way about myself, that I needed someone to actually match that power. Wow, can I tell you? So as I was saying this example, I did not, I didn't have any idea that it was gonna come out like that. So I wanna thank you, mom, in advance, um, because you actually um, influenced this episode and I had no idea. But you said it best. I needed someone that can match my power. Wow. Man, God is so good. Man, ugh. Revelation is so good. And I am so excited that I am, um, that I'm able to share with you pieces of my life, um, that you know that I just thought I'm just moving and shaking out here for my, you know, for myself and for my family. And that I get to share this with you. And then hopefully it helps to impact your life. That's why I always talk about paying it forward. Like, and, and this is something that I have, um, really started to embrace 
really over the last 38 episodes, so I'll say over a little bit over a year, is being able to take the lessons that I've learned and be able to, with silence and sometimes out loud, be able to share this with people so it can help grow the situations that they're in. So I was listening to, I was at this this Black History event and the speaker who was phenomenal, um, one of the things that she said, and it had nothing to do with what I'm talking about right now, but I'm gonna take a piece of it and use it for this. She says, this is the year of the ask. And then I added to that, this is the year of the ask and it's also the year of the take. I'm gonna ask for my peace. I'm gonna ask for my joy. I'm gonna ask for love and then I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take it and I'm gonna embrace all of it and I'm gonna be the best version of me. I'm gonna have the best relationship possible. And by doing so, my relationship is an example for other people so they can see and they can have something that they can aspire to be. And it's very interesting when you're talking about looking at something and, and aspiring for it. Be careful with that because you don't know what they've had to do in order to get to that. When you're looking at something and you're saying, I want that, you need to make sure that you're prepared to be able to take all that has come with that thing that you are looking up to. Because they were built a certain way in order to deal with it. They have certain ingredients that they were able to take those ingredients and deal with it. And if you haven't done the work, don't ask for something that you're not ready for. <laughs> Look, there was, I, I've always um, been told when I was younger, you know, you're hungry, right? You're ready to eat. And you get to that point of hangry and then your eyes get bigger than your stomach. And then you take all of this in because you take in everything that you see and your stomach is not prepared for everything that you saw. So be careful when you're looking and saying that you want something, because if you're not ready for the journey that it took to get that something, you will soon be too full and you can't take it and you may end up expelling it out because you weren't ready for it wow that was mm. you know sometimes i say things and and i'm telling you these podcasts have been something that's been divine it's been something that has been ordered in a way and i don't even know sometimes how it's going to come out and that's been the beauty for me of going to this podcast and not just fully sitting here and doing all of this um, this study and then putting it out to the world and it loses the thing that people love, which is the organic transparency of it all. I was having a, um, a conversation with someone and, you know, I was telling them, hey, you know what, this is this is what the episode is going to be about. And um, 
you know, they were telling me, you know, the, of, of what they needed to do and they had to release, you know, one more thing before they could be ready for it. And they were talking about the pain of it all. And I said, man, I said, look, when you find it and when you're ready, the passion will outlast the pain. Trust me, the passion will outlast the pain because when I was in a very, very painful, <laughs> very painful situation, um, I couldn't see an end to it. I couldn't see any happiness. I couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel that wasn't a train coming for me. Because there is the light at the end of the tunnel and it's not a train coming directly headed at you to run you over. There is light that's there. And when you find it, trust me, it will outlast the pain that you can see from it. And that's when I talked about you have to be able to release. You have to be able to release so you can accept where you're going to next. So, as always, we have homework because the homework is very, very important to being able to, to be progressively mobile um, <clears throat> and upwardly mobile. You have to be able to do the homework. A lot of people want to get to the solution, but they don't think about the work that it takes in order to get there. So we're going to do a little bit of homework. So what is that? We talked about the algorithm, which is a set of instructions for solving a problem or a task. And so those instructions um, that we talked about is the retreat, the restore, and the release. So if you are actively involved in a relationship right now, I want you to look at these three things. The retreat, which is a draw to a quiet or a secluded place. I want you to meditate. I want you to pray. I want you to get into a place of understanding. And then I want you to restore. I want you to be able to repair or renovate. So what does that mean? Because those are two very, very general words. When you're talking about repairing or renovating something, if you've done, if you've retreated and you've saw what the problems are and you've saw what the good is, then you know what you need to toss out. You know what you need to analyze a little bit more and you know what you need to um, repair. And then Lastly, I want you to release. I want you to release all of the pain because remember, the passion will out will outlast the pain. I want you to release it. And I want you to come into that place of understanding and I want you to release and I want you to move and act and flow freely. Flow freely in that love. Accept it. Because sometimes, as I said before, we've asked for something and we're not ready for it. Are you ready? Are you really, really ready for this thing that you're saying you want? Because it, could t it takes commitment and it takes hard work. It's really, really nice when you can read the, um, the Valentine's Day card and it talks about the love. When you can go out to a restaurant and you're in the right setting, right? The mood is set. You got your love Jones going on. You're sitting in a nice a nice uh, jazz cafe or whatever it is that you like to partake in. And at that moment in time, it's like, man, this thing feels so good. But then you gotta go home. Life hits you. Bills and commitments hit you. The world hits you. 
And you've got to be able to withstand the test of time. You've got to be able to withstand all of those things. And you've got to be able to accept the good with the bad. Thank you so much. I could go on for hours about this topic, but I think I've given you a little bit of the algorithm so it can help you to move and get your degree in love. Um, and I want you to do one thing for me. The last very, very important part of your homework, that special person, that very, very special partner that you have in your life or that person that you are headed to a true partnership with. I want you to look at that person. I want you to look them in their eyes, get in a place, a secluded, quiet place. And I want you to look at that person and I want you to tell them how much you love them and the reason why. Don't just say the word and it's empty. Tell them exactly why you love them. And then when you start to tell them exactly why you love them, you'll receive it back. I always say, you know, when I'm having an argument or a disagreement with my wife and as she's sitting there across from me and she is looking bummed <laughs> and I look into her eyes and I see everything that's inside that was beautiful to me and everything goes away. We need to do more of that. Look at that person. Tell them how, how much you love them. Have some positive affirmations for each other. Talk to each other and tell each other how much you appreciate the person. Tell them what you've done for them. Tell them on that random Tuesday when you woke up and you have having that feeling of this thing, tell them about that random Tuesday. Tell them how they were making you feel. And I guarantee you, you will have a beautiful day after that. Thank you so much for tuning in to the JW podcast known as the Black and Bougie Experience. That's right, you have tuned in to the JW podcast known as the Black and Bougie Experience. Stay bougie and live love.